Hello everyone, Devina is back with us for another part. Okay, Devina, when did you move to Canada? Because you mentioned that at that time you were getting married, you were already in Canada at that time. Yeah, um, so um, I moved to Canada when I was about 20 years old. I came to study and uh, <clears throat> it was like, uh, you know, an opportunity to, an opportunity came and I kind of, uh, you know, uh, jumped on it, not knowing that this was right or wrong. You just sometimes in life, you have to take these decisions. And, uh, you know, after like, uh, uh, like studying, I also uh, applied for my immigration. I got my immigration. I was the first one in my, in my family to get my immigration. And then, you know, like life is like, uh, it was just like kind of in that path. I started working in the bank, Shadi Hogan, you know, I had that marriage, um, had that marriage. My husband was already in the, in the state. So it was not like, uh, you know, it was not like, uh, like marrying somebody from India. It was, I married somebody in North America and then he moved to Canada and we kind of uh, had this, um, this, uh, this beautiful, beautiful time in you know all the success the outside success and and what really started happening for me is that um i was so intensely involved with my work and of course you know trying to trying to have a happy married life as well that i would come back home from work and i would be like literally suicidal because i was so um unhappy and and i at that time i thought the unhappiness came from work um it came from um wanting to perform more, wanting to do more. But I was like, literally would wake up in the middle of the night with cold sweats. And I was only like 27 years old or 30 years old. And I was already like, I could see myself having a heart attack. I could see myself burning out. And, you know, and I was like, I don't want to live like this for the rest of my life. So that is the first, so, you know, that is the first sign, like listening to your body, listening to your, your, um, this unusual things that are happening to you and then you're like okay you know what there is something wrong I don't know what this this wrong is but I have that awareness that something is not working right so and and unfortunately you know I wish at that time I had started speaking to a coach or started speaking to a therapist to understand what was going on but you know, for example, in India, especially in India and Indian families, we look down at therapy, right? We look down at people with mental health issues. And, and, and looking back, I, I wish I had started doing all of these things and like working with professionals, because it would have lessened the pain, it would have lessened the suffering. And I wouldn't, wouldn't have hurt my husband so much, or I wouldn't have, you know, um, uh, hurt my family so much and everything. So it was, it was all a cry for help. And um, I should have, the inner me was, the little child in me was crying for help and, and the logical me was not able to pay attention to that. And because of that, I ended up um, damaging, you know, a few, uh, few people in my journey. And I feel very sorry for that. And, and I'm like, okay, well, and, I, and even today, I'm always like asking my ex-husband for forgiveness uh, spiritually. I mean, you know, you don't have to necessarily talk in person for this you can just say um every day he's part of my prayers so are my parents and and everything and I'm like I'm sorry I wasn't strong enough and I'm sorry I wasn't brave enough to to take responsibility for myself so those are the lessons that um 
that, you know, um, being in an arranged marriage and, and living in, in North America has taught me kind of a thing. You also mentioned that you're a single parent. How is life as a single parent in Canada? Um, as so, you know, when I first um, got divorced, I was my parents live in. Of course, they still live in India, and I was like, um, I, I'm the only one in Canada, um, and my ex husband lives in another city, and I was like, uh, you know, this parenting is very hard. I want to move to India, so I kind of uh, went to India and I I spent time with my parents, and again, I had that. Um, that very much controlling atmosphere and, and not being able to think for myself, not being able to, um, you know, take my own decisions. And yet what I had was I had a lot of security because I, I was with my, lived with my parents for six months. And it was kind of like, um, you know, it, it, it's possible that I can do this. I can, I can live here. But then I started looking at, um, all the circumstances I started looking at, you know, uh, people my age who were just living, doing, you know, hustling to, to raise children and to keep their jobs. And I was like, so life doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be better because you're still going to be working for the man. You're still going to be working for the system. Um, so, you know, and, and there's not, by the way, there's nothing wrong if you want to have a nine to five job, that's perfectly okay as well. Um, you know, first, but, but it didn't work for me because I knew there was something that was not right. I was already doing that in Canada. I didn't want to go do that in India. So I kind of said, okay, you know what? Um, it is hard. It is very hard to be on your own and, and do this on your, uh, I mean, who really wants to be a single parent, right? Like nobody, nobody gets married with the idea of getting divorced. So, um, so I said, okay, I'm going to go back to Canada and I'm going to, you know, do this on my own. So I was very lucky. I had that awareness. My parents were very supportive of any decision I took because at that time, by that time, I think they realized that, you know, our daughter is not that typical. Like she's, she's not going to stay in a relationship just because of to stay in a relationship. So it is, it's hard, but, you know, as a parent, my goal is to give, um, the one thing that I want to do is along with the the education and I actually call it indoctrination because you know our children go to school and they get indoctrinated in a certain way and by the way Shrey this is a topic for another day okay we'll, we'll come back to this later perhaps um, but but what the idea was that um, you you give your children so many emotional um, intelligence tools and so much awareness that they become free thinkers that they become you know, the, they have the ability to choose right and wrong, to choose between right and wrong. So, so this is my goal, um, to give them the, the grounding, the, the support to say, you know, I don't want to repeat the same mistakes my parents did. So here is what I can, I can do. And it all comes down to awareness. Like I have to have the awareness so that I can pass it on to my children. And that's what I mean by, um, you know, being different from raising children differently than our parents raised us. And, and to everybody who's listening, you know, even if you're not a parent today, uh, perhaps most likely you are going to be a parent at some point in your life. Um, 
so this is something a lesson that's for lifelong but also you know even as adults we have to parent ourselves right like i have to parent myself because like my parents don't live here i cannot just go over to their house for dinner one night because you know so so it's uh, so you know parent yourself unlearn all that old programming and never forget to respect your parents and your family even if they have not done right by you they they speak from their own level of consciousness and we have to forgive them for that so Devina, I want to, want to talk about sexy brilliant non-profit organization now. As you mentioned, you had an addiction after you were getting divorced and that led to starting of this organization. Can you please talk about the process about why did you keep this name only? What is the organization about? <clears throat> so, um, so uh, thank you, Shrey, for that question about sexy brilliant. Um, as i mentioned i i was kind of like um, you know when my marriage ended um i was very um, embarrassed and ashamed of it so what i what i found myself doing was i found myself um on dating applications and um even craigslist and um tinder and you you name it and you know i was there and i was like uh, i'm going to find somebody to save me i'm going to find somebody so that i am not an embarrassment to my parents and i'm i was really um, ashamed of being divorced you know like it was ex- it was it's something that i wa- i wanted marriage and children all my life but then here i was you know uh, divorced and so i i kind of like um um uh, what happened is i i would this is what started happening for me so i was home with you know as a single mother you're home you're not going out like you know you work and then you come back and you kind of like stay at home because where are you going to leave your kids and go so i uh, i would be on dating applications and i would start talking to men and and sorry ladies i'm straight so far okay so just so we know <laughs> so i so i would be talking to um chatting to men and and they'd be like how are you and i would say you know um the word the first words that come came out of my mouth was always sexy always brilliant so anybody would say how are you always sexy always brilliant was my answer and it didn't matter how fat i was and it didn't matter that i had only 5 dollars in my bank account you know it didn't matter that i was like i had no food to feed the family i would just say always sexy always brilliant and it was like this this standing up to my family for to all those people who call me fat and said that my worth is related to having a husband and you know having having a, a happy life i was like no it doesn't matter whether i'm fat or not i am sexy i am sexy no matter my size so that became my mindset and and the more i said it always sexy always brilliant um the more i started believing it and i would stand in front of the mirror and i would say always sexy always brilliant and and i encourage everybody to try that at least once to see how you feel always sexy always brilliant and so this this is started this started happening and the more i said it the more you know like i believed it so then one day i as i mentioned i used to be a dog walker so one of my dog walking clients came to me and he's like uh, you know you should come to my office um you know i'm a coach and i'm going to help you and i was like what exactly is a coach i had no idea <laughs> so anyway i ended up into his office and uh, i was like you know i'm curious what is a coach and 
I like this person. Uh, I had respect for this this guy. So I said, okay, I'll come to your office. So I ended up in his office and, and he's like, how are you, Davina? I'm like, always sexy, always brilliant. And really, I mean, and he's like, who says that? <laughs> you know, so I said, always sexy, always brilliant. Not knowing that the words I was saying was so powerful that it, it made an impact. So he's like, okay, you know what? I want you to go home and, and register that domain name. I was like, what, sexy, brilliant? He's like, yeah, sexy, brilliant. So I said, okay, I'm gonna, I went home. I didn't know what I was doing. I had no idea how to register a domain name, but I registered sexybrilliant.com. And from there on that journey um, started, like it was like, I did something, I, I registered it all wrong. I, it, it took years for my team to untangle that, how I registered it. But uh, from that from that point onwards, it was like I had sexy brilliant, but I still continued to be a dog walker. I, you know, from dog walking, then I ended up in Hollywood. And then I had the opportunity to move to Los Angeles. And I was like, you know, again, I'm going to go back to Los, Ange Los Angeles. I'm going to have, um, I'm going to go back to working for the system. Uh, I'm going to have burnout again. And, and I started having all these analyses in my head. And then I was like, you know that, Remember you registered sexybrilliant.com two years ago? <laughs> Why don't you work on that? <laughs> so that's exactly where this journey uh, started, sexybrilliant.com. And, 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 and by the way, you know, when we start a new project or we have this idea of a startup or even if writing a book, none of us know what we're doing. Like, like literally it's by not knowing that we have to say, I don't know what I'm doing, but there's something that voice in me that says you must do this. And that is where my journey started, Trey. Okay, and what is the current scale of this organization? So um, since, since uh, starting it about three years ago, um, you know, the sexybrilliant.com is, it still exists and now we are a nonprofit foundation. Um, what we do is our mission is to remove toxic shame and raise human consciousness. So what I mean by toxic shame is um, like I've struggled with mental health issues. Um, I still struggle with that, you know, depression and, and all of that, the human experience, right? Um, like I've, I've mentioned being too fat, I've mentioned being too loud, I've mentioned being too ambitious. Um, and then part of my journey is, of course, overcoming addictions. So our mission is really, excuse me. So our mission with Sexy Brilliant Nonprofit Foundation is to remove the shame of being who you are. The shame of whether it's your sexuality, whether it is your gender decisions, whether it's, you know, being fat or loud or, or supporting human rights or or being too ambitious, we want to make the world um, to say that, you know, not only do we want to accept ourselves as we are in the state of perfection, we also want to accept everybody around us. And when we practice self-acceptance and self-acceptance, I mean, radical self-acceptance, we can then pass that on to others. And that's what Sexy Brilliance mission is all about, you know, removing toxic shame and raising human consciousness and connecting people back to their spiritual power. You also written a book titled Too Fat, Too Loud, Too Ambitious. What is that book about? 
So uh, I'm glad we're talking about too fat, too loud, too ambitious. Um, first of all, you know, to uh, anybody who wants to write a book, uh, please do. And why I'm saying that is, for example, I am not a gifted writer. I'm severely ADD. I struggle with the writing disabilities and, and you know, like my mind goes all over. Um, but the idea that what I had was that, um, and I've said this many times before, is that I knew that there was something bigger than myself. And I knew that spirit was talking to me. I knew that God was talking to me. So I was like, I, I don't know how to write a book. I don't know what I'm doing, but what I started doing literally was by saying no to Los Angeles, by saying no to Hollywood is I would wake up in the middle of the night and I would just write down my experiences, write down what happened, good, bad, not so good. Um, the really hurtful ones, the really good ones. And, um, and I started writing and then the idea of course was to write a book, but I had, I, I do not have a name for it. And I started like saying, okay, uh, you know, what am I doing? I don't know what I'm doing, but there was something in me that was guiding me to do this. So I, I started like um, writing words. And then later on, you know, but just, uh, just to coming back to that writing. So what I started doing is I started writing words and messages were coming through me. And then the next thing, you know, I had like 30,000 words and I was like, okay, what am I doing? And, and so I started like, okay, um, putting things together I started like reaching for help and I'm like uh I like I put it in one of my Facebook groups I'm looking for an editor for my book <laughs> you know and that's where this this journey of writing a book happened um reach writing because spirit was talking to me and then um it's a spiritual self-help workbook and it's a it's it's about uh a self-help memoir um, that I have written in my voice with a lot of stories. And, you know, one of the stories is, is parenting. Um, and I, so one, one, uh, one day my daughter was like nine years old and, uh, you know, and, and we love dogs and cats and we love all animals and so does my daughter. So I, it's in the middle of the winter when it's like minus 500 degrees outside in Canada. So I told my daughter, I said, you know, uh, let's, uh, let's, um, you know, like, let's go to Cuba for a holiday. And my daughter comes to me and she's like, no, mommy, we should save all our money and rescue more cats and dogs. So, you know, the point being that our children are our biggest teachers. So they know that escapism is not the right way. You know, even if you're escaping from winter, um, it's to say that, you know, that we should, stay, <clears throat> we should stay here, we should face our challenges, and we should, in fact, instead of spending money we sh on travel, and, and there's nothing wrong with that, by the way, we should also look at others, the other side where we can spend the money to help other animals or other people or other, you know, human beings. So this is, this is one of those stories that really stands out to me, because if my daughter wouldn't have said this, I would not have, you know, I would have really gone to Cuba for a holiday. So that is where I am so grateful to be a parent and, and to have these experiences that I've shared in my book. Too fat, too loud, too ambitious. Okay, David, wrapping this up now, how can people contact you? 
So thank you so much, Ray, for having me on your show and, and this episode. Um, the best way to find me, of course, is on sexybrilliant.com. Uh, you can send me an email. You can join our newsletter. Um, but I'm also very big on social media. I use uh, Instagram and uh, Facebook and LinkedIn is very popular as well. Um, we have, a, we have a YouTube channel, we have a Telegram channel, a Telegram group and Facebook groups. So, you know, like I'm on all social media, including Twitter as well. But, but please, you know, I would love um, if you are, if anybody's listening to this podcast, I would love for you to reach out to me and tell me that you met me through Shrey. And, uh, you know, and if possibility of collaborations, if you want to write my next book, I'm always looking for people to support me in my journey, Shrey. So I really, um, I'm open. The universe is, is always working on our behalf. And, you know, we have to have that faith in, in the world. So I always have that. And uh, I'm all, always open to all possibilities. <laughs>